the latest on the world game. This is 442 Insider. Hello and welcome to a very, very special edition of the 442 Insider Podcast for the first time. We are live, or at least I hope we are. Uh, thanks to our friends at Qantas, we have got four very special guests live with you today. Four Qantas Socceroos, James Tracy, Reese Williams, Josh Kennedy and Matt Spiranovic are joining us in the office. Welcome guys, thanks a lot for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we'll kick off whilst people are logging on and we start getting the questions coming through we'll just have a general chat with the boys um, we've also got thanks to Qantas 10 pairs of tickets to give away for the Amman game on Tuesday night in Sydney so uh, get your questions for the boys and you've got a chance of uh, going to the game to see them in action on Tuesday guys let's just kick off um, Josh and Matt for you first obviously life in Japan um, how are you finding it? Um, no, so far so so good. Um, I think the switch from Germany is, is sort of made a um, you know my footballing career. I think in life a, a fresh new beginning, and um, you know I enjoy my football again, and it's a lot of fun. You both went to Germany first, and then and found yourselves in Japan. I mean, it, is is Asia now becoming a more realistic option? Traditionally, it was always Europe was the goal for for Australian players. It, it is the J League and, and other Asian leagues now. Uh, a legitimate destination, do you think, Matt? Yeah, I think um, you know the players that have gone overseas and struggled to really um, you know, make their mark um, have gone to Asia and, and found a you know a great place to I suppose improve their football because the standard is of a good level and um, I think it, it's shown in the last 12 months and in the last year, as Josh showed in the last few years, that um, it's uh, it's been a great way to I suppose restart your career. And Josh, top of the scoring charts, still in, in with a shot of uh, winning the league as well. So it's yep. been a, a fantastic. I mean, how would that feel to be top scorer in the J League? Yep. No, obviously, yeah. We, we all personally sort of had the double last year, top scorer and winning the championship. And uh, I think the older you get, you, the more you realise uh, how hard it is to win things. So um, yeah, we're still a few points off top spot with six, seven games to go, and uh, I'm one ahead in the scoring charts. So um, yeah, to cap off another fantastic year and. Uh, uh, we'll see how we go. There was a, we, we spoke on a previous podcast, the, the footage on YouTube of the TIFO display that the fans did for you with yeah. the Aussie flag. Yeah. I mean, yeah. How does that feel when you run out and you're in a, you're in a foreign country and yeah. you get treated like that? Yeah, no, it's, a, it's an amazing feeling. Um, you know, every game there's always Aussie flags floating around in the crowd. And uh, you know, I was, uh, during the warm-up, I saw that big the big flag they made in the crowd, and it sort of. You know, I don't even know how they organised to do it, to be honest. So, um, yeah, it's it's great to know the fans are behind me. They support me, and um, it's definitely a, a club and a, a big family feeling. And Matt, at, at Uara, obviously, you know, what, one of the powerhouses traditionally in Japanese football, but but not not been the case this season. Is it is it a sort of rebuilding phase for them at the moment? Yeah, I think so. I mean, um, it's been a difficult season up until now, but um, you know, the club was very successful maybe three four years ago when they won the the league and the and the Champions League, so it's been a bit of a rebuilding phase, and you know, new coach, uh, a lot of young players coming through. So it's just you know, being about being patient, and, and hopefully uh, things turn around. Okay, oh, to James, over oh, to you. Oh, to the, uh, it's a sign that the uh, the Qantas Socceroos are now playing their trade all around the world. James, you're still in Turkey. Um, there was a lot of the boys over in Turkey. It's just you now. Was it was it something you said? No, <laughs> not that I know. How are you finding it over there? Yeah, it was good. Obviously, the first season, Bruce Dieter and Millet with me. That helped a lot. Um, having 
Aussie boys there, and it was good to catch up as much as we could with with all of us all together at once. Um, I think I'm only one left now, but it's been a good experience. It's a tough league, um, so so far so good. You played in England previously with Newcastle. Obviously, you, you meet up with the with the guys on quite a soccer's duty. I mean, What's the style of the league in Turkey? How would you characterise the, the type of football it is? Um, I mean, especially now, there's a lot more bigger profile players. Um, it is very um, technical, but it is it is a lot tougher, a bit more aggressive. Um, the fans make it a bit more interesting too. There's a lot of stuff that goes on. Um, but is it, it is a tough league to play in. Reece, uh, we had a quick chat off off air before we came on. As a big Villa fan, was there was there any truth in the the Villa rumor on deadline day? Uh, I'm not too sure. To be honest, I had a few agents ring me and say say something was on. But at the end of the day, I'm contra- contracted to Middlesbrough and I'm happy. And things going well. Good start to the season. For you guys currently in it's early days, but you're currently in an automatic promotion position. You know, Tony Mowbray's got a good reputation for playing good football. Um, how have you found him to work under as a as a player? Yeah, it's good. We're all enjoying it. We haven't we've, we haven't lost in ten. We sit second and we've uh, the least conceded team in the football league. So it's going well so far. The manager believes in me, and, and we've got a good chance this season. And you you're playing. You've been playing all over the place for them. I mean, what what's your preferred position? Um, I prefer to play centre midfield or centre back. Um, they're they're the two positions I play at the club. They're the two positions I enjoy. But uh, coming away and playing right back here is 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 something I don't mind and. Hopefully one day I'll make that spot my own. As a yeah, proud tradition of, of Aussies at, at Middlesbrough, the likes of Schwartz and Viduka, and uh, you know they, they always get a good reception there. Yeah, it's good. Obviously Scotty's there with me now, and we get a lot of Aussie uh, uh, trialists, young boys coming across. So yeah, it's a it's a good club, and they they look after the Aussies. Um, obviously you're here on on Quanta Socceroos duty, but obviously the A League starts this weekend. It's great that you guys are in town whilst that's happening. I mean, do you do you get the chance to keep tabs on what's going on domestically in Japan and, and in the UK and in Turkey? Yeah, there's a lot of it in England. We're, I think even on Soccer AM they, they they take the take the Mickey out of it a bit when Fowler was there, but um, we get bits and pieces of it. And Josh, yeah, no, definitely. Obviously, um, you know, with Emo and, and Harry coming back, there's been a lot of buzz this season. Um, so, you know, I keep tabs normally over the internet in Japan and, and keep, you know, watch games when I can and uh, keep up to date. Um, obviously, you know, having a coach like Holger, Holger's come in with a very different attitude to Pim with regards to the A League. You know, Pim was <coughs> Pim had his view on the A League and, and where players needed to be playing to be picked for the Socceroos. Holger's got a very different opinion. Um, you know, does that does that change? Does that make the A League more of a potential opportunity for for Aussie players to to not head to Europe at the first opportunity? Do you think? Um, no, I think it's important uh, first and foremost that we we play football that we're we're playing each week. And I guess a prime example of that is is Matty McKay, how well he's done, and um, you know it shows what a bit of faith from a coach will, will do and, and confidence. And um, you know, obviously Pim had a different opinion, like you said, of the A League, but. Uh, I think it's a league that's getting stronger and stronger, and you know players are coming back as well. It shows that it's it's um, definitely taking a step forward. Okay, I'm um, talking about the, the Quantas Socceroos as a group. You know, there's uh, Josh. You're probably the, the elder statesman sat here today. We've got three 20, 23 year old boys. I mean, it, there, there was talk about the golden generation and the need to regenerate. Are you seeing that as a squad when you're coming together? That the you know that, that the younger players are getting the opportunity under Holger to to state their claim in time for 2014. 
Yeah, I think there's a, a new feeling in the team. Um, as Josh said, I think Holger showed a, a lot of faith in the younger boys, and we've seen that in the last games. And um, no, it's it's exciting times, and you know it's, it's nice having the older boys to, to show us the way as well. James, for you, it's a you know tough position, plenty of competition in the in the attacking sort of sense. I mean, you know, how, how do you how do you sort of keep pushing your claim? Um, I think it's good. I mean, you need good players around you. Um, tough competition always keeps you. Um, on your toes and um, I like it and obviously uh, it, it's great that um, the boss is giving us the opportunity and Reece, Brazil 2014 um, you know it's got to be the dream of every player if you're going to play in a World Cup certainly the dream of every support if you're going to go and watch a World Cup to go and watch in Brazil I mean how, how would it feel to you know to be a, a Qantas Socceroo at a World Cup in Brazil well, well it's everyone's dream um, I missed out closely with the last one through injury which is um Something that's made me hungrier for the next one. It's a, it's a dream for all of us. Josh has been to one, and, and for us three, we're, we're going to work hard and make sure our names are on the sheet. And the, the qualifying process obviously is underway. We've got the uh, the third qualifier on Tuesday against Oman. Um, two different challenges so far. Obviously, the Thailand game was probably tougher than we expected, um, and then obviously a great win in Saudi Arabia. I mean, how do you cope? With the difference in conditions, and you know, four days later going to play in the conditions you faced in Saudi Arabia, how, how do you, you manage that process? You know, I think it's part of the whole qualification process that it's, uh, you know, you go play in their conditions and on their pitches, and, and vice versa. And um, you know, it's definitely not easy. Uh, you know, you play against different styles of teams and different, um, you know, each team has a different, uh, their, their different, you know, physical attributes that they bring to the game. And um, yeah, we've seen obviously against Thailand, it was. Uh, um, you know, a tough game, and, and Saudi was extremely hot, but we got the results. So, um, yeah, we've still got a long way to go, but we've, we've started off quite well. Okay, cool. All right, we're going to uh, kick off with some of the uh, the fans' questions that have been coming through. We'll kick off with a couple that came through this morning on the, via Facebook and Twitter. Um, this is from Mark Sudolts. Josh, congratulations on your recent form in Japan and for the Qantas Socceroos. Um, any thoughts of moving to Europe again, or are you happy to stay in Asia for the foreseeable future? No, at the moment I'm obviously uh, very happy in Japan. Um, I think uh, the, the older I get, I don't look too far in the future and, and take things sort of step by step. So, um, yeah, at the moment, just just do my job in Japan, and, and if something happens, then it happens. But uh, I'm extremely happy where I am at the moment. Okay, question from uh, Celine Kaya. This is to all you you boys. Um, what's the best part about playing for Australia? James, we'll start with you. Um, Obviously, representing your country is, is an honour. Um, it's I enjoy it coming back home um, and playing and, and enjoying enjoying Australia too as much as we can. Reese, you, you obviously had a choice of, of countries that you could have represented. Um, now you've made your decision for Australia. I mean, how does it feel when you you pull on the green and gold? Oh, it's amazing. It's just uh, it's good with your friends and family that you grew up with watching you perform uh, on the big stage for your country. Every time I put on the Green and gold, it's, it's just no words can describe the feeling you get. Boys? Josh? You yeah, know, the same as what the two boys said, and I think for me, I've, I've been away from home since I was 17, so uh, every chance I get to come back and play in the country and, and let mum and dad watch and family and friends, it's a, it's a big buzz to put on that, you know, the, the Aussie shirt and, and let them watch me play. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. As the guy said, um, you know, walking out down to the field, representing your country, your family and friends, it's uh, a very special feeling. 
And you've also got uh, a, a sister coming through the ranks, Laura, who, uh, who picked up VPL player of the year and golden boot. Um, potentially we might see a dual Matilda Socceroos uh, Spiradovic pair. Yeah, she's uh, had a fantastic year. Um, she loves her football and you know, credit to her. She's worked really hard this year and um, yeah, she's been rewarded with, with those uh, accolades and um, you know, she's looking forward to now playing with the victory. Uh, could have a question that came in from Facebook, Alice Borg. Um, we currently have a strong, capable team. Do, you know, do we currently have a strong and capable team for us to be successful on the world stage? What do you think our chances of ever winning a World Cup are? James, come on, you can have that curly waffle. I mean, we've got to be a little bit realistic. Um, I think we are quite a way off. Um, but obviously we'll give it our best shot and um, there's something different about you know, the Aussie spirit and um, that showed, that's showed in the past, so hopefully um, that's what we can do again. And Josh, mate, you're, you know, you're, you're playing week in, week out in Japan. They've shown that, that, that an Asian team, both you know, men and women, can be successful on the, on the world stage with the, the, the women's team recently winning the World Cup. You know, do, do we think that, let's widen it, not just soccer, do we think that an Asian... Uh, country has got a chance of winning the World Cup in, our, in this sort of generation. Yeah, no, definitely. I think, um, you know, uh, not just Japan or Korea, but I think Australia are taking the right steps in, in doing that. Um, you know, if we can continue to make World Cups and, and obviously, um, you know, win the, win the qualifying games and, and, and get through as strong as possible, then, uh, um, you know, I think maybe sooner rather than later that uh, there might be a surprise in that, that final of the World Cup one day. Right, we had a cheeky question, but we'll let it slide because they are uh, they are also a, a big sponsor of the Qantas Socceroos. That was from Nike. It was from Damo, Damien Everett. Josh, do you attribute your, your current hot form to your new choice of boot? <laughs> uh, I think um, before the start of the season, uh, Nike promised me more goals than, than in the previous season. So um, they definitely helped score a few goals, that's for sure. All right, we had a couple of questions uh, along similar lines, so I'll, I'll sort of group them together. This is from Jeremy Vincenzo and also Ben Dis. Um, you know, is the is the increasing talk in the Socceroos camp about the A League, and obviously with Harry and, and Brett returning, um, you know, will you guys consider coming back to the A League? To you know, obviously a lot of you at the start of your careers, but later on in your careers, look to do what Harry and Brett have done and come back and play in the A League, Matt. Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, it's come on in leaps and bounds over the last five years. Um, I mean, just being at the awards night the other day and you could feel the excitement in the air, um, you know, the build-up to, to this weekend. So, I mean, it's just, um, you know, fantastic that the leagues, you know, come on this far and are uh, looking forward to it. Reese, obviously you, you hail from, from Western Australia, you know, do you, do you have ties with people at the Glory, you know, is, is that... To, you know, you, you talk to them. You have friends there or in that region. Um, yeah, I used to have a lot more than before. Uh, a lot of them have left, but yeah, it's definitely something I'd look at coming back. I used to go as a boy and watch Perth Glory, so hopefully one day to, to play for Glory—that's that's something that, that I dream of sometimes. Excellent, Kev. We got some live questions coming in. Yeah, we'll start off with the pressing issue. Uh, Josh, question from Gary Fish in Newcastle. Yeah. Why did you cut your hair? <laughs> um, He's got a Jesus Lives t-shirt. It's redundant, useless now. It's all your fault. Are you going to send him a check? I think, I think my wife's got one of those t-shirts as well. Um, no, no real reason. I think, um, you know, after the World Cup, uh, you know, I had the long hair for, 
for a good few years and um, I think it's just yeah one of those decisions I made it was time to make a, a small change or a, uh, in things and um, yeah just sort of worked up the courage to do it and, and that was it and I don't really regret it to be honest. Would you bring it back? Any consideration? Um, Can I just say something? <laughs> <laughs> you, said, you said he was going to buy a wig if he stopped scoring goals. <laughs> uh, I, think, I think the uh, receding hairline stopping me from bringing the long hair back so... Uh, <laughs> Actually, all all four of the boys that we've got, you know, have sported the long hair from time to time. They've all got short. So, is it you know, is it within the squad? You know, if one goes, you know, it's like it's probably just a phase everyone goes through that they think the long hair might look cool, and um, yeah, they wear it out until I think it, it wears down, and that's it. Yeah, it's too hard to maintain. And it, it, from the superstition side of it, you know, like you mentioned, that like if all of a sudden you stop scoring goals, do you do you think about things like that genuinely? Oh, that was obviously the what everyone said. If I do cut my hair, that you know, Samson. like Samson, or, you know, lose my power. But um, I think the first game after I cut it, I scored. So that sort of myth went out the window, and uh, I didn't, that didn't one really in. look back. Yeah. Um, another question from uh, Dave Meacock over in Paris. Um, he wants to know: Is it harder to prepare mentally for an opponent like Malaysia uh, as opposed to a bigger team like Japan? Spear. Um. You know, it can be. It can be a dangerous game, just purely, you know, because teams like that they can be a little bit unpredictable, you know, a little bit of an unknown. So it's, um, you know, it's important to be switched on and not to be complacent and, and make sure that you um, get the job done. Is it something that uh, Holger reinforces that you you can't sit back with these kind of sides? Yeah, massively. That, that's all he goes on about. He just says, never underestimate him, as we did against Thailand. We got a bit of a scare, so. I think yeah, it's something that he does em- emphasise and, and something that we're learning. Yeah, the, the Thailand game must have been a bit of a wake-up call for you that you just can't relax for a moment. Is it good to have got that out the way at the beginning? I can't comment, I didn't play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so, obviously. Um, but then we, we backed it up with a with a good win. Um, and, you know, in trainings and, and stuff like that, we, um, Holger goes through video sessions and that with us too, so can know as much as we can about the teams. Also, to be fair to Thailand, they've gone on and won their won their their, their second game as well. So they're showing that they you know that wasn't a a one off. You know they're they're a good side. Kev, any more, Kev? Yeah, there's plenty of us working our way through this huge long list. Um, what's we talked earlier about, uh, Reese? Your your move, your decision to, to join the Socceroos. You had a few to choose from at the time. Uh, what was it that made you, you finally come down the side of Australia? Uh, being born in Australia, raised in Australia, and I've copped a lot of stick for all these countries I can play for. But I've, I've made the right choice. Um, when I played for Wales, it didn't feel right. and As soon as I made my debut for Australia, it was a very special moment for me. Could you have played for India as well, is that right? Yeah. Did they come knocking at all? Any, any chance? No, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, you, you obviously had a you know, background, Croatian background as well. I mean, was there any doubt? There was talk of it at the time, but was it ever in doubt for you? No, it was never in doubt. But, um, yeah, there was a bit of talk at the time. And But, um, you know, representing the national team at youth level also, I always felt um, you know, very strongly towards the green and gold. A question from uh, Brendan Mitchell. Uh, for the, the two our two J League representatives, uh, the the earthquake and tsunami. How did that affect you, and how did it affect the the football over there? 
Um, yeah, obviously uh, it affected everyone, whether you were close to it or not, or, or how hard it sort of hit hit you where you were. But um, yeah, I guess as, as, a, as a foreigner, you're in you're in their land, and um, it's uh, yeah a little bit scary, I must admit, um, to, to be there and sort of not know what's happening and or how safe it is. Um, you know, you rely a lot of, a lot on the information from the club, and um, you know you watch the TV and. Um, yeah, it's definitely scary, and I think you know it had a massive impact on the country and on the, on the football, and it took a long time for the for the league to get going again. And um, I think a lot of teams, um, you know, still today, sort of uh, def- definitely feel the impact from it, and um, you know that's a lot of people that, that aren't even close to the, the event. So uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a massive, massive tragedy. So I think yeah, Josh covered yeah. it well. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Hopeless, where are you to, to the actual affected areas? Sorry? How close were you to the actual affected areas at the time? Um, it was a, a little bit more on the coast, so, I mean, we didn't experience, obviously, the tsunami. But um, the earthquake, yeah, I'll, I'll never forget that. Um, you know, sitting at home and seeing the house shake like that was, um, you know, very scary and, yeah, just a massive tragedy, you know, to lose so many lives. Sure. Were you able to get in touch with family and tell them that you were okay, or were they trying to desperately get in touch with you? Well, it was um, just a coincidence. I was on, on Skype with my parents when it happened, so um, yeah, that was a yeah, unbelievable feeling. Football played a played a role in in the the, the sort of aftermath with the, with the game that was organised, and and is that ongoing? You know, the, obviously there's that big connection between the, the communities and their clubs. You know, is, is football playing an active part in the rebuilding process? Yeah, I think um, you know, through football, it's uh, you know, brought the whole country together. Um, they had. A charity match, I think, was it between Japan and Korea. The All Stars. Oh, the All Stars yep. team, yeah. So, um, you know, from from football, it's uh, it's managed to you know help the country on on a number of different levels. Um, question, uh, another question. What's the biggest difference in coaching style between uh, Goose and Holger? Notice it's gone from Goose and Holger and not Pim and Holger. <laughs> <laughs> Just rewriting. Completely uh, airbrushing Pim out of her history, apparently. <laughs> no, it's a it's a tough question to answer. Obviously, uh, in a short time, um, uh, I dare say, you know, it's a question maybe for another 12 months, 18 months after, you know, we we get through the qualifying campaign and to that world stage of, of you know or, or a World Cup to, to experience exactly what um, sort of Holger, uh, what he brings everything to the game, you know. Um, so I think they're both um, uh, tactically very, very good, and, and, and uh, you know they have, they have their own styles uh, they bring to the game and formation they play. And um, but like I said, yeah, it's a tough to answer in a short period of time. Sure, James and Reese, you know, when when you come together for for national team duty, you don't get long, and there's a there's a there's an awful lot of other stuff that goes in things like this and media and sponsoring games. So the actual amount of time you get on the pitch isn't isn't huge. I mean, how, how does the coach, you know, instil what he wants to get over and the way that he wants you to play, with people come flying in from all over the world for for such a short amount of time in each camp? Yeah, obviously it is difficult. I mean, I haven't trained yet. Um, just as much as we can, he, he talks to us as much as we can. Have meetings, explains what he needs, and you know, we know what we have to do. Well, professionals, um, and obviously in, in the past, and that we've we've come together and and, and shown what we can do. Um, it is difficult at times, but um, you know somehow we all know what we have to do and, and do the job. And are you in contact outside of the, the physical 
training camps, you know, is Holger in contact with you guys through the season? Do you hear from him? No, obviously he comes to watch games and, and stuff like that and uh, I'm sure, you know, he knows if you're playing, you're scoring goals, if you're not and, um, you know, every time there's a camp or a game, then, then obviously there's, you're in contact with either Gary or, or Holger himself about, um, you know, fitness levels are coming into camp and stuff like that, so um, you know, I guess he keeps tabs on where we all are and um, before we come to camp. No hiding place for you, Matt, either with an ex-coach of your hour running the national tours, but he's got people on the inside keeping watch. Yes, he always reminds <laughs> me about that as well. <laughs> Josh, uh, do you think that Holger perhaps watches you a little bit less because he knows what you're about and it might be the younger players that he's checking I, out? I hope so, because then if I ba- have a bad game, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> really. um, no, I'm, I'm sure it's the same as all the others. Um, um, yeah, obviously the last couple of years I've, I've regularly performed in Japan and I guess that helps uh, in the back of his mind as well And um, but you know saying that I need, when I come into camp I need to perform and, and um, need to be switched on and, and you know show that I want that starting position as well um, Question from uh, Ben Clark up in Queensland uh, Are there any young players you'd like to see called up for the, the soccer, uh, Socceroos to join you guys in the senior team? Any, Ooh, big question. Well, it's, nice, here. it's nice to see mates come in. Chris Erd, Shane Lowry, <coughs> both doing well, so hopefully soon they may, might be able to get a chance. Bring to mind? Mm-hmm. Not necessarily, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think uh, Lecky. Lecky's an exciting player over in uh, München Gladbach, and um, I'm sure once he finds his feet there, it's only a matter of time before he uh, um, comes into camp. What's it, what's it like as a as a youngster coming into the squad? Obviously, we've seen players come in, the likes of Robbie Cruz and, so, and yourselves would have been you know young men the first time you called up. What's the any initiation processes? Anything that you're uh, that you made to do when you come in for the first time? Yeah, there's a you know for the new members there's a, a song that has to be sung, and I think it's pretty uh, overwhelming to, to come into camp and sing in front of all your idols. Do you That's get to sure. choose the song, or is it chosen? Yeah, yeah, you can choose the song. All right, so let's let's yeah, run through. <laughs> let's run through then. So, what, what, what were your what were your songs? I can't even remember, mate. It was a while ago. What was it? I don't know, but it is uh, very embarrassing. Um, you have to stand up and sing in front of everyone and get a lot of stick for it. So yeah. Can you remember what you sang? I sang a. Can't take my eyes off you by Andy Williams. Same in high. Okay. <laughs> I do remember that song and it wasn't really good. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it was really good. No, I can't even remember. It was before the uh, Germany World Cup and yeah, don't don't even remember. Mm-hmm. I can't remember mine either. Tactical amnesia. Talking of uh, youngsters, um, Jeremy Clark uh, asks, what are your impressions of the way the Oliroos and young Socceroos have been playing? Uh, there's been some consternation of the results they've been getting, uh, as well as the way they've been playing. Is this something that we should all be concerned about, considering how few from these groups actually make it to the Socceroos? Um, I mean, yes and no. Uh, it's it's not easy, obviously, to perform on the world stage at, at World Cups and, and for the likes. And um, you know, to be honest, I haven't really seen uh, too many games of, of what they've played. Um, I've you know seen highlights and stuff like that. And, at the same time, I've, I guess I read the, the same media as he does, or read the comments, or um, you know what magazines or newspapers might say about it all. But um, yeah, no, it's, it's in a sense it's, it's a stepping stone to, 
to, to coming you know to the Socceroos and um, I mean it's 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 not the end end of everything if we don't perform at those levels there's, there's a long way to go and um, you know some players don't peak until past 20 years old or past 22 23 so um, there's a lot of uh, positives and negatives I guess. It takes a while for some players to, to find their way into the Socceroos. Some, a lot of them that come it. in very late. That's Rich it. Garcia was about 28 or 29. Rich, yeah, I mean, Sash and Maddie McCoy's coming now as well. And um, yeah, so and it's 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 there's a lot of factors in it. There's a lot of uh, um, ifs and buts link um, that can you know give you that next step to to being a Socceroo or not. And so yeah, we have got a lot of uh, young talent there that. Is starting to shine the world stage already, like uh, Tommy Orr and uh, the Utrecht boys and uh, Matthew Lecker, as you were saying. Yep. So a lot of star quality still to come through. No, there's. I think there's always been plenty of talent in Australian football, um, and it's just that uh, that next step that those those boys need to make to cement their spots, I guess, in the Socceroos or in their club teams first, and and then come into camp. And um, you know, I got the old saying: hard work will pay off. And um, uh, if they can, you know, keep their feet on the ground, then I'm sure they'll make it. Yeah. Another question from Dale Roots uh, down in Wollongong who's asking if there's any special goal celebrations being worked on do you ever actually talk about these things or is it just all spontaneous you're scoring the most goals mate <laughs> <laughs> um, no personally I uh, never really uh, think about it too much um, I have a feeling if if I do, then I might jinx myself and, and not score at all. So, what about the little um, corner flag? Yeah, there's the Uzbekistan when you did the old corner not flag. Not planned at all. Just spur of the moment. I probably had a bit of sweat in my eyes, and <laughs> um, yeah, so I just wiped it off, and that was it. James, any any? Do you have like a trademark goal celebration, or is it just spur of the moment? Yeah, I think it's just spur of the moment. Whatever you're feeling at the time. Um, obviously, the, the one in Adelaide was from my family. There was a few of them there. Um, that was a great feeling, but it's just spur of the moment. Reese, you've been on the score sheet this season. How did you celebrate? I don't know. I think it just comes as a shock, and you just you just, you just do whatever comes to your head. You got to be pretty confident to have a trademark goal celebration. Yeah. So you got to be pretty like the Shearer one, and that you got to be confident you're going to be scoring regularly. Um, no. This is a bit of a, always a good favourite. What is your favourite squad number? Did you put any thought into it? Did you bring it into the squad? This is a question from uh, Tom Moxie. Um, I'd have to say my favourite number is four, but it looks like I'll have to wait a while. <laughs> <laughs> Three or four years, maybe. No, I think for me, obviously, the, the number nine, um, I think that's a, the typical sort of central striker uh, number. And, uh, yeah. 14 for me, but like Spira said as well, I'm going to have to wait a bit for Breda. Why, why 14? It's just it's my birthday. I was just it's lucky I've got it at my club now as well, and it's just, it's just, it's just a number that I love. Yeah. James? I don't mind. I mean, been number 11 for quite a while, but um, most important thing is getting on the pitch. That's all I'm worried about. <laughs> you told me number 10. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking your number, yeah. C. <laughs> uh, Reese, one thing we covered in the mag recently was quite how talented your family is, not just the brothers we know about, but also mum and dad, fairly talented footballers. What can you say about that? Uh, my dad played for England, youth, youth levels. Um, 
my mum played for Western Australia and, and my two brothers now have just mm. been caught up for the under 20s so yeah it's, it's something that's gone along the line and hopefully my brothers can uh, mirror what I've done or, or do better than what I've done Got another question from uh, Lachlan Herbert. Uh, what clubs did you support as kids? Euro- European clubs or just local? either any? Both, all of them. Um, I suppose in the different leagues, I always had a team that I followed. Um, in Italy, I liked AC Milan. In uh, England, back in uh, Harry's days, I used to like Leeds. I think locally, I, I liked Melbourne Knights. Uh, for me, Chicago Bulls. <laughs> uh, so, I uh, yeah, was a mad uh, basketball player and supporter, and um, obviously at the Michael Jordan time, that was my my team that I was going for. Perth Glory and Man United. Yeah. yeah, always. I think Barca and Arsenal. Bit of class. Yeah, not bad. <laughs> Cool. And uh, from David Jewell, I probably pronounced that wrong, uh, what is the toughest game you've ever played? Socceroos and club. Probably my debut for Australia against Japan. Yeah. I think it's one of the first times I've ever come off of cramp because they run me to the ground. <laughs> James? Um, was that a game in was it North Korea? Uh... Oli Roos, the last game qualifiers we had oh, to win. I think that was. I think it was in North Korea. That, that was, was freezing. When that it was, was freezing, yeah, yeah, and it was tough conditions. I mean, they were doing all sorts of things, so we couldn't get through. And the referees, if I had no help there, and the the conditions were outrageous. So I think that was that stuck in my head. Um, yeah, for me, I think it was one of the the qualifiers. Um, Thailand. No, last last World Cup qualifier. <laughs> Um, in the Middle East, uh, I think the conditions, yeah, the conditions were were extremely hot, and um, we all played really, really bad. And uh, I think Bresh scored in the last second of the game, and Bahrain, Bahrain, yeah, yeah. and um, yeah, I was just everybody was absolutely exhausted, and I think we we're just all, um, yeah, sort of we knew how how lucky we were to escape with a win and, and the three points. So it's um, you know, hard to think of one, but I think you know. Anyway, where you have to play in 40 plus degrees uh, makes for a hard game. I think the game against Iraq or Iran, I'm not quite sure now, for the Olympic team was um, one that comes to mind. Yeah. And uh, another question from Brendan Mitchell, uh, which aimed at you, Josh. Scotty McDonald. Uh, it's often been pointed out <coughs> among some fans that. Uh, Macca probably hasn't scored for the Socceroos because he re- very rarely gets played with a big man yep. uh, as he used to in club so to matches. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're the obvious person he should be paired with. Yep. Do you think uh, Scotty still has something to offer the Socceroos? Yeah, definitely. Uh, Scotty's a, a great player and um, yeah, I think it's it's come now where it's only a matter of time where he does put that first on the back of net and then I'm sure they'll, they'll come flowing in and um, yeah, if hopefully next time Scotty's in camp, we can uh, we have the chance to play together, and um, I'll definitely try twice as hard to, to set him up for him. I've always, I've always had a question on on Scott McDonald and uh, and Josh. Um, I was researching you the other day, actually, Josh. Well, you I, was, I was on Wikipedia, <laughs> yeah. And I, know, I noticed your birthday was on the the 20th of August. Yes. So if you know, Scott McDonald is on the 18th of August. Okay. 
but get this. I'm the 19th of August. <laughs> so what you're saying, you should play in the hole behind so, Well, no, I'm just saying there must be some sort of joint gathering, birthday party We're next year. Talented, we should get together. Yeah, well, yeah that's exactly yes. what I'm saying. All right. Excellent, looking forward to it. Oh, no, you, you, you play week, out, week in, week out with Scott. You know, I mean, obviously, he's always scored goals wherever he's gone. I mean, you know, why do you think, do you think that once he gets that first one, as Josh says, that it will be that weight off his back and he'll just play with a bit more freedom. And I hope so. If he stops moaning as early, mate. He's the worst moaner ever. But no, he's, he's doing well. He's playing really well. He started every game this season, I think. So Give, um, give yeah, us a good Scott McDonald moan. What's he like to moan about? Oh, just even if you score, you'll say pass it to him. You know, just something like that. <laughs> just, uh, I don't know. He's a good lad and it, it comes with football. But yeah, he's, he's one of the worst moaners. But yeah, I want him to get his goal soon and... Uh, hopefully get called up and, and he deserves a chance soon. That uh, the performance of Soda game wasn't it uh, where he played and just I thought that would be the making of him he didn't score but it was such a transformation and the whole way the, the attack seemed to which, gel which game? Uh, was it Saudi? Uh, Wales Wales Wales, Wales. Oh, Wales. Sorry, Wales. Yeah, yeah. he did well I think the next game he was injured so I think that was right. sort of a bit of bad luck for him Yeah, uh, but he's working hard in training and, and, he, and he's looking sharp so yeah, if he scores a few more, then maybe Pies and uh, Middlesbrough obviously aren't quite as good as they are in Glasgow. Uh, he's keeping fit. He's really fit Trimmed now. Down a lot. Yeah, he's where's he? Uh, <laughs> sits in that steam room all night. <laughs> and, <laughs> 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 he can tell you himself. He's looking shit. <laughs> um, question from Andre Andre Doublesin. Again, probably very poor pronunciation. If you could change anything in your junior development, uh, coaching books or docs or access to specific coach, what would it be? Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I suppose looking back now, there's um, you know, there's not too many regrets. I think you know the mistakes you've made, you've you've learned from, and at the end of the day, it just made you a better player. Yeah, all in agreement with that. Yes, seems fair enough. Um, do, do, do. James and Reese, question from Joey Mickleborough: What position do you see yourself playing for uh, with the Socceroos in the future, further down the track? Oh, James. Um, I mean, I prefer playing as a more of a central position, um, off the striker. But um, the most important thing is obviously I keep playing at my club um, and see where the, the coach wants to, to fit me in, I guess. Um, if that means, you know, playing on the left or the right, so be it. But obviously, you know, if I'm a personal note, I'd like to play in more of a central position. It's more the same for me as well. I'd rather play central, but at the end of the day, if, if it means getting a game at right back, then I'll, I'll play right back. There's a lot of competition as well, especially at centre back with Spira coming through. So, uh, yeah, I'd like to play centrally, but I'm, I'm not complaining. I just want to play football. One question that I forgot to ask earlier: What's what's it like when you you have to mark him in the J League? Is it good natured, or does it is it all bets are off for ninety Pain, minutes? Painful, <laughs> for me anyway. <laughs> He doesn't stop stepping on my heels. So. <laughs> no, it's always you know, very enjoyable. We played together in uh, in Germany, so we both know each other's strengths and weaknesses. And um, no, we always uh, very uh, competitive. But after the game, we always have a have a joke, and I think that's good. Who won the last battle? 
win the Turvey. Well, I can I say that he hasn't scored against me yet, so... <laughs> <laughs> On purpose, I to build, build your confidence out coming in the camp. So. Um, I think last game was a draw, actually. Yeah. Um, talking of uh, the J-League, how do you think Brisbane Roar are going to uh, go in the ACL next season? Um, I mean, it's tough tough to uh, to comment too much on it, but um, no, they had a fantastic um, season just passed, and um, you know the football that I did see them, um, they'll definitely have something to offer and uh, and cause a lot of teams a lot of problems. So. Uh, um, I think the difficult thing is obviously the travel factor. Uh, they have a long way to travel compared to, to us going to other Asian countries, and uh, if they can manage to sort of get that under control and do the right thing, and maybe travel business class, and they should be all right. Yeah, yeah. Um, Turkey. Uh, what's been the big attraction for all the Aussies going over there? Um, I don't know. Um, couldn't say. Obviously, as I said before, you know, it's a, it's a tough league. It's a good league. Um, I think it, it was great having a few of the Aussie boys over there. Um, but no particular reason that stands out. It just there did seem to be a, a glut of them, of you all going over at the same time. Yeah, it was uh, obviously it was very good. You know, Harry was there. Um, Lucas came. Michael Pekovic was there too. He was a absolute king in Turkey. Um, it was, it was crazy. I mean, we all used to go out, and obviously Harry's, you know, a, a big name, but Pekka was, uh, was an absolute star over there. Um, but it was very enjoyable. You all had different agents. It wasn't just one agent. No, no, yeah, that's the, the thing. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't set on. I think it just, it, it fell that way, I guess. Um, and it was, it was very good. Um, Matthew and Josh, Urua Red Diamonds are one of the biggest supporter groups in the world with incredible TIFOs. How intimidating is that as both as a Urua player and uh, as an opponent? Um, you know, before I went over to Japan, I didn't know a hell of a lot about the club. I pretty much just Googled, um, looked them up on YouTube and to see the, the unbelievable crowds, um, you know, it was a little bit scary at first, but you know, they welcomed me with open arms and I suppose, you know, to, to listen to them sing your name throughout the game, it just... Uh, Gives you so much confidence and, and belief, and yeah, it's just a great feeling. It's all very choreographed over there, very different to, to English support. You know, English support's a lot more sort of spontaneous. Have you got your own song? Yeah, I think you know every player that comes in, they um they make up a chant, so it's it's great. What is it? What you want? Yeah. You don't want to hear it. Please. Pass, pass. Initiation. What's the translator? Uh, they they just chant. Sabira, Spira, Spira, so it's pretty easy. <laughs> Must be up, up all night making up that one, wasn't yeah. <laughs> that was you got the bar of faithful got one for you? No, no. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, we are just having a look at, sorry, there's probably got time for one more. One more question. Yeah. Um, <laughs> question, another question from Jeremy Clark. How do you lads all feel knowing that the Matildas are the most successful Australian football team? Do they give you any stick, any chance? No comment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no comment. No. Uh, no, I think we get along quite well with the Matildas, and uh, uh, we see them every now and then at the awards nights and stuff like that. And um, 
you know, we're extremely happy happy when they have success, and I think vice versa. And uh, you know, at the end of the day, we're one big family under, um, you know, we represent Australia, and um, we always play against them. Um, yeah, maybe for the game. And um, yeah, we I think we all want each other to ex- succeed. I see partnering, uh, partnering with Stavana up front. <laughs> that could be a dangerous combination. So. <laughs> I reckon. <laughs> and um, final question, maybe from Adam Nell. Uh, what was the best advice ever given to you by a senior soccerer? Don't get sent off. Who told you after that? fifteen minutes? Is that from Grelabani? No, this is from every one of these. <laughs> <laughs> James? Nothing springs to mind. No? I'll just I'll have a chat with Josh after. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to have something to say to you as well. Yeah. No, nothing sort of springs to my mind either. So. And what so advice would you give yeah. young lads coming in? You know, as, as established Qantas soccer is now, I mean, what advice would you give young players coming in about, you know, playing at international level? Yeah, I mean... I try and look back and I think where I'll ever get there you know it seems so hard to to break through and but I suppose you know just keep working hard and you know take the steps required to to make the the next uh level and um you know it can happen Josh? yeah I think um you know sometimes it's intimidating as a young guy to come to camp so uh, I think um you know express yourself don't don't hide in your shell and and show everyone who you are and um you know, don't uh, don't hide anything. Practice your song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Spear, spear. Really, just dream big and, and work hard. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, work hard. I mean, um, it is it is um, scary coming in, but the boys are obviously when I was coming in and stuff like that, the boys are really good to you. Um, you know, if you need support, um, you get it, and um, obviously you learn off the big players, and 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 um, not necessarily, you know get them to say things to you, just see what they do and the, the way they are and professionalism and, and learn from it. Great. All right. Well, that's it. That's all we've got time for. Thanks to everybody that uh, has logged on and been firing questions at the boys. But most of all, thanks, lads, for coming in. We do really appreciate it. No appreciate your time uh, in camp. So, James, Reese, Josh and Matt, thank you very much. Thanks to Qantas as well, who have made today possible. Um, somebody did say, isn't a live podcast a bit like radio? I suppose it is, but... Back to the future. Yeah. Big, big step for 442 in the world of live broadcasting. So, thanks for being part of it, and uh, we'll be back with a normal 442 Insider next week. Thanks for joining us. 442 Insider is a Helms Media Solutions production. Visit helms.com.au to find out more about our services.